Today is Thursday, January 14th, and you're listening to the morning announcements. I'm Sammy Sage. Yesterday, President Trump became the first president in history to be impeached twice when the House of Representatives voted to impeach him for incitement of insurrection. The vote was 232 to 197 and was also the most bipartisan impeachment in history, with 10 Republicans crossing the aisle and voting for impeachment. Post-impeachment, Trump released a video where he unequivocally denounced the violence and claimed that no true supporter of his could ever threaten or harass their fellow Americans or law enforcement. I mean, he's been off Twitter for a grand total of four days and he's already forgotten how rabid his followers are. Either way, it sounds like someone might be afraid of his potential legal exposure after he's no longer president in six days. I'm sure you're wondering if Mitch McConnell has changed his mind at all about when to start the removal trial in the Senate. The answer is sadly no. He still has not agreed to begin earlier than next Tuesday, the 19th. However, McConnell signaled on Tuesday that he may be open to a possible conviction, but that it can't be concluded before the inauguration because he doesn't want to rush it. Right, like how you didn't want to rush Amy Coney Barrett's nomination? Okay, Mitch, whatever. But even if the trial doesn't happen until Biden is in office, a Senate conviction could still be consequential because it could bar Trump from holding office in the future. But I mean, this has been so fun. Why wouldn't we want to do it all over again? Even as we're a week out from the attack, there are still some concerning tidbits of information that suggest that the rioters had some assistance from the inside. New Jersey representative and formal naval officer Mikey Sherrill claimed that some members of Congress appear to have led reconnaissance tours on January 5th to would-be stormers. To add to this concern, Representative Ayanna Presley's chief of staff, Sarah Groh, told the Boston Globe that the panic buttons in their office were mysteriously torn out prior to last Wednesday. Representative Pramila Jayapal, who's currently recovering from her colleagues giving her COVID, suggested that the bombs that were planted at the DNC and RNC may have actually been planned as a distraction to pull security away from the Capitol at the time when the rioters were taking over the building. And lastly, on Tuesday night, AOC said in an Instagram Live that she had a very close encounter where she thought that she and other members of the House were going to be assassinated and that she believes there may have been some inside assistance from certain Capitol Police officers. Now let's talk about how the security is going for the inauguration next week. The FBI and DHS chiefs briefed law enforcement that there are still armed protests being planned for next week nationwide. The National Guard presence in D.C. is being increased to 20,000 troops ahead of the inauguration, with the event still anticipated to take place outside the Capitol. As a precaution, Airbnb has officially canceled and blocked all D.C. area rentals for next week. Meanwhile, a number of congressional representatives are refusing to comply with the newly instituted safety measures at the Capitol. Some representatives, including Lauren Boebert and Steve Womack, refuse to allow their bags to be searched after setting off metal detectors, despite the fact that weapons are prohibited on the House floor. California Democratic Representative Jared Huffman told AP News that lawmakers carry guns all the time and that they could have a loaded AK-47 sitting on their desk without anyone doing anything about it. So what I'm hearing is that security at the Capitol is basically like a McDonald's in Florida. Lastly, we have some news out of the Supreme Court. Yeah, remember them? This week, they heard their first abortion-related decision since Amy Coney Barrett joined the court, and they ruled to reinstate an abortion pill restriction that requires women to pick up the abortion pill and sign a form in person, even if they had consulted with their doctors remotely. The court heard the case after three lower courts had blocked the FDA's in-person pickup requirement for the abortion pill during the pandemic, citing the risks of contracting COVID at a doctor's office or a hospital. In the dissent by the three liberal justices, Justice Sotomayor stated that during the pandemic, this creates an added undue burden on women who are exercising their right to choose. 
you for listening to the morning announcements. If you want more of my news content, follow me on Instagram at Sammy, where I post news updates on my stories throughout the day. Also, be sure to follow and subscribe to the Betcha Sup podcast for more in-depth discussion of today's news and follow at Betcha Sup on Instagram. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.